Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to our Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Today we'll be diving into part three of a three-part series, uh, a favorite topic of mine and also a really fun topic and that is the word of knowledge. If you haven't already listened to part one, of this series, please do, as I lay the foundation for what the word of knowledge actually is. And then part two, we talked about interpreting the word of knowledge. And this is part three, interpreting the word of knowledge continued. So we're going to dive in today. As I've said previously, uh, walking in this gift within our leadership, I believe will radically alter the way that we lead. It will make it more supernatural. It's one of those topics that I really, when opened up to us, changes the game. So let's dive in today to finish off our Interpreting the Word of Knowledge episode. In the previous episode, we had two points, and today we're going to finish off with point three and point four. So to dive into today, we're going to start with point three. Number three, in interpreting the Word of Knowledge, ask questions. It's both to God and to people. Of course, inviting God into the process of interpreting goes without saying, but also with people bringing them into the process a little. I will start with this method corporately often when I'm moving in the word of knowledge. You know, Jesus in John chapter four, and when he engaged with the Samaritan woman at the well, did this kind of in a similar way. He asked questions. He was engaging them. He was involving the woman into the process. He said, go call your husband. Knowing that she actually didn't have a husband, but that had five husbands and the one she was with wasn't her husband. You know, there was an there was a bringing her into the process. I remember I was speaking at a church one night at this uh, for this session, and before the session, I was asking God to show me something for someone, and I saw, uh, and I felt this impression that there was a woman in the that I was going to see in the meeting that was born in 1968, 
and I saw her coming into what I would consider a prime season of her life and that she was exiting a 25-year cycle, that she was entering this or exiting this 25-year cycle or season of life and that she was coming into a new prime season, that everything was going to begin to change, that God was going to heal her heart and and launch her into a whole fresh new season. And then I saw... Um, I saw that was a significant a significant timeline for her, 25 years specifically. And then I saw the name John and I saw four kids and I saw that there had been a relational break, some sort of possible separation or divorce. Now, remember when you get information like this and you write it down, don't assume things. You have to ask God questions. Go through the process of pursuing him. God, is this symbolic? Is the name John could be symbolic. It could be a first name. It could be a middle name. It could be a last name. It could be someone, you know, that maybe is important to her, that she's been believing to, to for or praying for. I mean, it's a process with God. And go with where your, what I would call, Godfidence is. Where do you feel the most faith? So I started off when I came into this session, into this meeting out of church, I started off by asking the question, is there a woman here born in 1968? I, I wanted to involve the people in the process. Once that piece of information was established and the woman came forward who was born in 1968, she came to the front and I went for the rest. But what really opened her heart up was when I mentioned the 25-year cycle that she was exiting today and how she was moving into a new season. When I said that number, 25 years, it was like everything in her life broke down. She fell to the ground, began to weep uncontrollably. I mean, she fell prostrate and she began to cry very, very, very loud. She fell forward onto the ground. I didn't know. I didn't know this, obviously, but that ex that exact day, like the day I was giving her that word marked the 25-year anniversary of the Rwandan genocide. And she was obviously, those were her people. She was from Rwanda. I didn't know that, of course, but I was being faithful with the piece of information that God had given me by word of knowledge. Um, and so it was like in that moment, God was healing her. She was exiting the season. She'd carried this weight on her. And it was like something was happening on the inside of her life. And a new season had just begun for her, among other things. The rest came as I was ministering to her. John was her son and also the name of her father who had passed away. She, in fact, had four kids. And I didn't feel like I was supposed to say the thing about the divorce or separation on the mic, but found out later through a ministry moment that this was the case as I talked with her family. A powerful, powerful moment. The truth is the whole family was blown away and incredibly impacted. Of course, I just, um, I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you what came to me by word of knowledge, which in, in a way sounds like a diagnosis of divine knowledge. But what I often don't share in this context or this story is the prophetic stuff that comes as a result of what sometimes the word of knowledge diagnoses, you know, the word of knowledge, like I've said in previous episode, the previous episode is really like it's, it's divine information about past or present that you would not otherwise know except by supernatural means. And so we can't just stop there. So yes, I had some information, but then I let God speak to me in the moment on, on what God wants to say now for the coming season. What, what is, how does this connect to what he wants to do now and in the future? So the word of knowledge often will open up the heart and then brings us into faith in that specific moment um, to, to receive what God wants to speak to us for the next season. For me, much of the prophetic part comes in the moment after the word of knowledge, but not uh, not always beforehand. And so I kind of let God speak to me. Another great example is the last episode. If you remember on the word of knowledge, I shared a story of a time that I was in Venice Beach 
um, in that designer clothing store. I had this word for the guy uh, in the store who was working there. And then I, I had this word about Anne. God gave me a word about Anne. And I, I, I share this again. I'm not going to share the whole story. You can listen to it. But when I asked him who Anne was, that's where his jaw dropped. And, um, and for more of the story, you have to listen, go back and listen. The point is I asked, uh, I asked him who, who is Anne? I involved him in the process. I asked him the question. I wanted to involve him in the moment. And obviously I didn't even know who Anne was. So there's an element of sometimes we'll know and we need to involve people in the process to include them because I think it's very powerful. But also there's a reality where you may not know. Well, I don't, I didn't, in that context, I actually didn't know who Anne was. I had to just go with it. And so, uh, and that came through obviously a slight impression as I was talking to the, to the guy, God said to me, ask him who Anne was. And that's where everything kind of opened up and he had an encounter with Jesus. So, so I want to encourage us, um, you know, practice by doing this a lot, you know, and the more you practice, the more you get to know God's language and the more you begin to um, uh, understand and be confident in some of the symbolic ways that God will speak to us through the word of knowledge. Remember, although you are a spirit with a natural body, God is completely supernatural in who he is and how he speaks. Our challenge is and always will be wrestling through what's us and what's him, which leads me to the next and last point that I want to take us uh, through today. Number four is expect to fail and succeed. This is kind of a bonus point uh, as I piggyback on point three in the previous episode on the word of knowledge. But it's so important though, because we need to expect that we will fail and we will succeed. These two realities contrary to popular belief, don't oppose one another, but actually complement one another. To grow, you have to fail. They go together. Ask any bodybuilder out there how they grow their muscle in the off season. They have to be bringing their muscle to a failure to see growth. Not to be a negative Nancy here, but it's both, it's both and. Failure and success go together. Humility is found on both sides of failure and success, as is pride is exposed in both failure and success as well. When operating in this stuff, you will make mistakes and you'll also succeed. God is so good though, that even when it feels like failure, I believe we can find some form of success. What do I mean? My perseverance grows in these moments. When I feel like I fail, when I am operating in the word of knowledge, I don't interpret it right or whatever. I don't get the full picture. And maybe I have to involve people in the process because I'm not interpreting it right. I get stronger in these moments, you know, with the right perspective. I grow in perseverance when I feel like I'm failing. So, so many operate from this mentality in the business world. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. But for some reason, when it comes to our spiritual life, we don't want to apply these same principles. I mean, talk to any success story in business. They would tell you, you have to fail to succeed. So we have to apply the same truth to our spiritual lives. It's okay to make mistakes. Obviously, don't find that as a crutch. We don't want to actually purposely make mistakes, but it's a reality. You will fail. You will make mistakes if you want to operate in the supernatural, especially the word of knowledge. I think often we we fear making mistakes in this stuff because we're so afraid to give God a bad reputation or misrepresent him. You know, you know, listen, God has chosen mess ups like all of us to change the world since the beginning of time. Look, and just read the Bible. The Bible is full of people that God used that were screw-ups, that were mess-ups. The disciples, they were just that. Unfortunately, but not unfortunately, it's the case 
And it will always be the case that God will use people. And because it's people, people will make mistakes. It's a reality. And uh, our humanity every once in a while will, will rear its ugly head and we'll learn from it and we'll learn and grow spiritually because of it. And like I said, we don't want to use the excuse, you know, or, or we don't excuse our mistakes. We want to or explain them away. We want to just, we want to own up to them and ultimately grow from them. So, so this concludes part three of our three part episode on the word of knowledge. Today's title was interpreting the word of knowledge, and it was a continuation of the previous episode. And I want to give you some takeaways today. Number three ask questions. Obviously, both to God, always include God in the process, but also to involve people in the process. Sometimes it's to connect people to the moment with God. And other times it's because you actually don't know. (laughs) Whatever the case is, let the Holy Spirit guide you along in the process. Just make sure you bring both God and people into the process. Number four, expect to fail and succeed. These two realities, contrary to popular belief, Don't oppose one another, but actually complement one another. To grow, you have to fail. They go together. To win, sometimes you need to lose. I know it sounds kind of depressing to hear, but most often in losing, we learn what not to do for the next time so we can succeed. For our activation, I want us to continue to repeat some of the previous activations, continuing to utilize some of the tools that have been outlined in the episode. So, number one, Number one, take some time before you go out today and ask God to show you something about someone's life that you may meet. Step out in faith. You don't know who they are, but you might see them at the gas station, the grocery store, in your workplace, on the street while you're walking to the bus or whatever, however you get to work, the Uber driver that that you get into the car with, whatever the scenario you'll find yourself in. Maybe even before you go out, maybe you don't get anything, but maybe when you're in the moment, position yourself. Ask God to speak to you. Number two, the second activation, give God time. Give him at least 20 minutes in your morning or even at night before you go to bed and ask God to speak to you about someone in your life. Practice it. The more you practice, the more you'll strengthen this muscle we call faith. The more faith uh, that you strengthen in your life and energize in your life, I believe the more you will step out into strengthening some of these gifts that we're talking about it, specifically the word of knowledge. I hope this encourages you. Thank you so much for tuning in for part three of our three-part series on the word of knowledge. Once again, rate it, review it, share it. It helps get the word out. And we'll see you next time on the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.